This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right, listeners, we have some exciting news to share. Once again, the entire Deeply Graphic Design team will be partnering with the Adobe Max Creative Conference this October 15th through the 17th in Los Angeles, California. Designers from all over the world come to Adobe Max to up-level their work, their process, and the creative journey. Max is the perfect blend of information and inspiration, practical knowledge, and creative magic. Not only will we be there, for live interviews and episodes, but the Adobe team has also arranged a special discount for all of our DGDC listeners. Use the code DGDC to receive your discounted rate and stay tuned for more information on future episodes. We can't wait to meet you guys at Adobe Max. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison out of Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Welcome back, everybody, for another exciting episode of the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. <laughs> it's Friday. We're here to party. <laughs> yes, what have you sir. guys been up to? Anything good? Wes, you should talk about how you're an uncle. That baby is adorable. Oh, yeah. So glad you brought it up. I'm an uncle again for the second time. So I've been a little, <laughs> I had a niece, have a niece. Already had that. Now I've got a nephew. So oh, awesome. uh, I've got a got a matching set at this nice. point. So, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Friend That's of the great. show, so, Christy, who's been on the show in the past. She's yes. the mama. And uh yeah, so got to got to spend a little bit of time with the new guy in Austin la- two weekends ago. Um which was a hot place for a baby, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I I I've heard the Being temperatures are high there. Yeah, I had a friend visit yeah. recently. But I yeah. just, I've always wanted, I've never made it out there. I've always wanted to go and just, yeah, just well, go to the music festivals and the art festivals. I know. Yeah. Food we did scene. none of that. <laughs> we had a wedding to go to. But, um, <laughs> but my little brother, he lives there. So he kind of took me around a little bit before all that stuff cool. started. So Great. I got to see a little bit of the city. Um, yeah. Liked what I saw. They have those, um, the, the motorized scooters. Yeah. Like, for, right. like you just kind of can pick them up on the sidewalk and rent oh, them out. Oh, funny. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, it's funny because I just bought one of those scooters like a month ago for getting around in Chicago. So oh, really? Funny just to see like everybody using them there. I know. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we have them in like Santa Monica and all over uh, hmm. Westwood and UCLA now. And the funniest thing yeah. is people just leave them places. I think that's the biggest problem was they didn't figure well, out. Well, and it's allowed, right? No, it's allowed. No, they're t- totally electric. Yeah, mm. and it's weird that. Um, oh, you mean allowed or loud? <laughs> allowed. Yeah, 
that's the thing. You just pop them anywhere on a kickstand and they're like all over so, the So yeah, it looks like, it looks almost, you know, aerial wise. I was looking at a photo from like a this BuzzFeed article. It looks like just a bunch of both elect, electric, you know, scooters and bikes. De- debris. Debris yeah. worth <laughs> looking down on yeah. these. The day after. <laughs> yeah. It definitely look it definitely looks like a problem for yeah. sure. Like if you get enough of those just all over the sidewalks. Yeah. But um But that's fun. In Chicago, and... I'm the only bastard with one. So oh dude, that's pretty until cool. They, what a good idea for you they... where you live. Oh, it, and it's so so much no fun doubt. too. And I and I have the exact same model that all those um companies are using. Great. So it's just go on Amazon, look up electric scooter, it's the Amazon oh. pick. Oh, don't you tip want me. One for your own self. Don't tip yeah. me. <laughs> God, one click away. <laughs> we we need the three of us need those when we're, when we're in LA for uh for Oh my Adobe god. There you go. Okay, October. that's the goal. We'll get around everywhere. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Speaking of awesome, Skillshare. <laughs> speaking awesome. of segways. So <laughs> Yes, segways. Yeah, so Skillshare um you know, Skillshare, we love them. They basically it what a great way to keep uh keep your skills sharp, learn new skills perfect your old ones. And, um, you know, we're living in such a time where things are changing so rapidly that what, mm-hmm. you know, that's the only way to really stay on top of your field yeah. is to kind of mm-hmm. keep evolving with it. And Skillshare is perfect for that. Uh, they're an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes um, in design, photography, marketing, technology, and design, and more. So you can take <laughs> classes in logo design, illustration, photo editing, video editing, all that kind of stuff. And I'm actually doing some uh, some video editing ones right now for like learning After Effects. Oh, awesome. They really make it easy. Yeah, because I'm trying to do, um, trying to make like a little intro um, thing for my YouTube videos. Yeah. So that's a, it's a whole learning curve. But Skillshare has me covered. Killer. What can't they do, guys? <laughs> so um, <laughs> basically, I want you to join the millions of students that are already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. Uh, imagine all the crap you can learn in two months for 99 cents. Uh, so Skillshare is offering the Deeply Graphic Design Cast listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com graphic. Again, go to Skillshare.com graphic. To start your two months now, that's Skillshare.com slash graphic. All right. <laughs> so. You're getting good at that, and man. speaking. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I speak from the heart. Exactly. So, so speaking of learning and such things, uh, what mm-hmm. do we really want to learn as designers more than anything? It's how to get paid more, right? Like, yeah. we're not doing this for free. We may have a love for it, as I do, as you two do. Everyone listening has a love for it. But at the end of the day, we're trying to make a trying to make a profitable business out of it. So mm-hmm. today, I have come across five ways that I really happen to agree with to raise your rates as a designer. So you know, and we're Yay. I I think the three of us can speak about most of these with you know from experience. I don't think we're just yeah. kind of reading off a paper here. Um, you know, we've all increased our rates since we've started. It's fair to say, um, you know, I've increased mine quite a bit within the past year. What about you guys? Same. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I love I that. Have, we. I, love I try that, to every year. 
I think even the fact that we just talk about yeah. it kind of even on the on the on our own and and on the cast a little bit about pricing, it's just a good mm-hmm. checkpoint for us to always consider where we are and have we made changes to it based on what we bring to the table, right? What do we bring to our clients? So I've I'm glad we talked yeah. about it, but I also love that it's these little reminders for me to to always remember that. Cuz you can get very comfortable where you're at and it is a little scary and I'm sure we'll talk about the, the risks of doing this, you know, we always feel it's like a risk to do it. Like we're going to lose all our clients, Yeah, but there's some strategy involved and we have some great tips to kind of help you through it. Absolutely. And that's kind of, and not to get too woo woo about it, but that's kind mm-hmm. of what they call the, uh, the scarcity mindset, yeah. which is really what I want people to shy away from and go to that abundance mindset, which just says, you know, there's it, just because you raise your prices, yeah, everyone, you may get a smaller pool of people that will work with you, but there's still quite a few of them out there that will work with you. And here's the other thing. There's a lot of the best clients don't want to spend $2 for a logo. No. You know, like yeah. the best ones actually have budgets because they have they work for a company where they have a marketing budget that's kind of set aside for this. And, and once goals. you come in too mm-hmm. low, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, when you come in too low, all of a sudden, Ugh, I don't know about this guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's too low. He must not be very good. Yeah. So, you know, um, but anyway, so let's get right into the list here. And the first one, which I love is just stop order taking, mm-hmm. you know, you're not Burger King. It's not telling your clients, have <laughs> it your way. Um, Cause that's, that's commodity design. That's five. That's what the guys on Fiverr are doing. That's what yes. the guys on 99 designs yeah. are doing, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a big mindset shift to, to think, really remember that you're not just an employee. When you have a client, you're, you need to think of yourself as a strategic partner mm-hmm. for them, you know, and you're filling in those knowledge gaps that they don't have. And that makes you more valuable than if you're just, yeah. Yeah, what colors do you like? I will make a website with those colors. Like that's that's kind of low value. You're not bringing much to the table other than a pair of hands. At yeah, that point. right. Good to think that I know, way. I always try to, to to share that this is. I mean, I, I get a little bit defensive. Well, a lot, a bit defensive mm-hmm. when people <laughs> just define my position as a graphic designer. It kind of yeah. irritates me. It's yeah, we're, we're running creative consultation here it's like a it's a studio effort exactly. <laughs> there's yeah. oftentimes depending on the account a ton of hand holding throughout the process they don't know if they if the client knew we'd be out of a job they don't know mm-hmm. they don't have the eye for it so um yeah it's taking orders that's a big one no 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 yeah <laughs> yeah and it's funny you mentioned that Mikkel because yeah whenever I talk to a like a friend or something will say like Oh, here's Wes. He's a gra- he's a gra- they always say graphics yeah. designer. Right. He's a graphics <laughs> right, right, right. designer. I'm like on the Facebook. I'm really not though. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like I'm really not, but it's that's you know, changing. It's, I, I'm seeing it change a yeah. lot, especially seeing how much more um valued I think our profession is becoming over the last few years. And I think yeah. the term of branding and the term of strategy design and now user experience is being uh used so much in what we do. Uh I feel that that's hopefully changing, but I'll be I'll be totally honest. I think most of the time I had that problem, like you said, Mikkel, where uh, you're you're thought of as one way and you want to be thought of so much more. It was really based on the perception I was putting out there, you know. 
And once you do change it mm-hmm. and say you're more strategic and you more, you're more of a partner and your website and your collateral and all of your branding say that, regardless if you're one person or a hundred, you, 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 right. won't, you won't be looked at until you put that out there the way you want it yeah. to be. And I think, um, man, we've, we've shared so many great tactics on how to be this. So now it's about right putting it out there and saying this is who we are and talking to the clients this way. Um, this point's so strong because I still have another honesty. I have, all, I have clients that I can't break out of this kind of thing where the direction is given and I'll put my, our two cents in and say, I think this might be the wrong direction. And I'll get a response back. Well, that was the direction. So maybe we need to just stick uh, with that. And now I've tried as much as I can. So it's up to the balls of my court. You know, what do you do? But then others totally love yeah. it. And they melt when you give them that insight. And they go, I love it. You know exactly what we're talking about. I trust you. So yeah, you, you could try, but it, sometimes it's a tough gig to get them going. You know? Right. It's all yeah, about them. And, but, and I'm to the point now where I've I had some clients like that. Mm-hmm. And I've really had to say, you know, guys... I, I've done I've done a big shift in my business, and this is kind of what I'm offering now. This is how I've improved yeah. my knowledge base. So if if you're not really looking for that strategic partner, if you're just looking for the guy with you know Photoshop and Illustrator skills, um, there are people that can do it a lot cheaper than me. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, right, right. Because now I'm I'm charging for all my kind of marketing expertise and stuff mm-hmm. that's. Right. I consider it to be a little more, I mean, design, I'm not trying to say design is not important. It is. But the other things um, are really, you can really trace back, trace the dollars back to it yes. in a way that you really can't with design. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Does that make I, sense? I, I, I totally agree. And I think as a, that's a really good point, actually. I was going to say as like a point of why they're still with me is they are, they, it's a huge chunk of the monthly income. You know, it, it's still, Mm -hmm. I, I charge top dollar for it, even though a lot of it is directed and, um, I'm okay with it. I guess, I think it's just a matter of like, as long as there is the majority of the others allow me to, you know, be the, the conductor here and really drive the brand and all of its strategy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay with one or two that aren't, you know, as long as, as long as it ain't dirt, it ain't dirt cheap. Cause it's, you know, so. Man, it's like, yeah, as long as they're paying your rates. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, as long and, as they're paying their, your rates, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And don't say anything, but raised rates. <laughs> raised rates. <Right. laughs> yes. They don't know. I'm just kidding. They're already raised. Okay. All right, cool. So, number two on our list is learn more than just design. So, mm-hmm. this kind of really goes hand in hand with the last topic, which is if you're if you're not ever going to learn anything more than just the design principles, you're going to have a hard time pulling any of this off. So what I mean is Mm -hmm. um, you need to know, like if you're doing websites, it really helps to to know at least the basics of marketing, particularly digital marketing, you know, Facebook Mm -hmm. ads all and how they all work together with the website. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you do logos, Learn everything that encompasses branding, not just the logo aspect, but, you know, how the messaging works with it. Um, learn tag video. Tagline copy. Yeah. You name it. Yeah. Anything associated with it. Exactly. 
learn video marketing. Um, I'm not saying you have to learn like the production side of it, but mm-hmm. know right. what makes for a good video. So at least you can maybe come up with the concept of the video for yeah. the, right. the client. And then you can have, you know, they can hire the production team to make it work. Um, you know, learn analytics if you're a web designer so that you know how to go into Google Analytics and really kind of extract all that information that you can come back to the client and say, okay, so we found um, the bounce rate on this page is really high. Here's why I think that is, and here's how we're going to fix it, for example. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and you don't conversion wanna, focus UX, yeah. Sorry, you don't want to be like a, you're not trying to strive to be the expert in all of these other things that are added to it. No. But it's, but it's right. a way of being well-rounded and that'll help you sure. if you are being compared or being, you know, bid, if you're bidding against other folks and some of your response or of your pitch to them includes some other things that like Wes was saying, such great little add-ons. Uh, I think those help because like they want to see that they, if they can lower the count of people that they have working with them or for them, uh, it makes for a huge mm-hmm. difference in their, their workflow. So they don't have to go somewhere else oh, for, for something sure. else, you know? So what an and advantage. What, yeah. And what I have found is, you know, when I was really trying to, um, I was really trying to pare down my business to the, just the strategy for a little while. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. I found is that wasn't working because most people, mm-hmm. they, they like the idea of kind of a one-stop shop. They don't want to hire out. Yeah, that's true. Different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want to hire out so many different people for all these different projects that they kind of conceive as one project. In yeah. Their mind. Right. Um, right. So the way I've gotten around this now is, I mean, we've I've kind of refocused the messaging back to, yes, we'll do your website, but we'll strategize it first. Um, so, but I've I've become a student of all these other little ancillary things, like the video marketing, the um, the copywriting, social media advertising. Not so that I'm going to do it all myself, mm-hmm. but so that I can bring a lot of it kind of in house. Um, you know, through contractors, not employees, yeah. not actually in-house, but so that I can at least project manage all these different aspects. And guess what? I can charge a premium for that because yes. they have one go person who's me. I charge a project management fee for that. And then I charge, you know, I, I kind of upcharge everybody else, my copywriter, um, anyone who runs Facebook ads for my clients. And I make money on all those services because I deserve it because I'm, I'm supervising all of it and it's my risk. You're, yeah. you're project managing all yeah. the steps. Yeah, exactly. Even on a more so, granular, like real small level, you can almost say in the, in the, in the initial conversations <clears throat> you're having with them, if you throw out some, some knowledge of let's say even color theory or something about the, you know, personality behind typography and how that enhances your website or your brand, those little things are remembered too. You know, a lot of times it could start mm-hmm. from the very beginning and those early conversations you're having with someone to convince them of your rates. So the -hmm. more you have in your back pocket, even if they're just those little things that you already know, and it's not something you're, you're technically going out to learn, but put it out there. Like you said earlier, we, we are the experts in this field and why they're coming to us in the first place, you know? So whatever you have, put it out there and let them see that you have that advantage, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Always bring up like if, if there's if you're talking to a client and you're you're really trying to assert, assert yourself as the expert, um, yeah. Don't just give s- soft reasons for everything. Like oh, well, I I just think this looks really pretty over here. So yeah. I, that's never gonna you because you can't <laughs> argue yeah. a case for that. You know. Yeah, 
I even took your advice the other day and I was, I, I haven't used Pinterest a lot. And I, I put together a quick trends board of apparel stuff I'd been seeing for this new client that I just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure they realized that I'm going to fire back and know exactly what's out there. And the minute I showed him the, and shared with him that, and I let him pin some of the stuff on Pinterest, it was great. Mm-hmm. He wrote back and the, his first words were like, you totally get this. This is exactly awesome. what we were looking for. And what was it? 10 minutes of my time putting together. Oh yeah. You That's know? awesome. So Pinterest it, is like the easiest little way to mood board and, and the clients is. love it. Like yeah. They, yeah, love, they it. love it. And it's just, it's, it's super visual, which is what is needed. And exactly. oftentimes clients don't know that they need those visuals to apply at an early stage, but it's so useful. It's just awesome. Yeah. 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 I, I, and I was so re- I think I, I logged on and I saw the last collection I made. It was like 2015 or something. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was, yeah. And, yeah, I know. It's been and, a while for me. I know. But like, it's a quick way. And then, yeah, then when you, let's say you've signed the thing and now you're well into it and you're in your discovery zone, it, you got 90% mm-hmm. of that stuff already there to build the real brand boards that you maybe are going to do. So again, it's just those things of like going, I just wanted the another thing for that person to, to attach to and say, this guy is worth the, the rate he's asking. And this was yeah. all in the preliminary, right. you know? And it's, Absolutely. So the, it, might, it could be as easy as something like that. Sure. Oh, and by the way, Pinterest, like I did so much work with like a really large company a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Mikkel, you, you, I think you know which one I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'll just sure. say we, I, HTC. Um, and they, they use Pinterest for all, like, for all the photo shoots and stuff. Yes. Like, heavily so it, yeah it so cool. it's not yeah absolutely so i think what we're trying to say is it's not like a kind of a small business workaround i think a lot right. of big no. companies actually use it so oh yeah for sure yeah. that's a good point yeah. to make yeah the big guns are using it too for sure yeah it's just so easy okay cool so number three is give away your best stuff so by this I do not mean do free work for clients <laughs> for spec work. What I mean is give away your knowledge through teaching. Um, this is the best way, by far the best way to market in 2018. Um, giving away content, giving value, improving your worth through, you know, giving advice and giving little wins to prospective mm-hmm. clients. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I've I've really started rolling this out so much more this year, and it's it's working as planned. You know, basically, um, you know, you, there's so many ways you can do this. You can do it through a podcast. Um, this doesn't really count because we're most we're talking we're to talking other designers. to our kind. We're, yeah, our kind. Yeah, we're not talking yeah. to clients here. Um, but YouTube videos, mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm really rolling out. And I know, again, again, Wes talking about video, but my God, video is. Anything else we talk about here, blog posts, anything like that, video is going to kill all them dead. Um, because <laughs> seriously, not only are you giving the same information, getting it across, people are so much more likely to watch a video all the way through. And guess what? They kind of get to know you in the process. If you're writing a blog post, while, while it serves a purpose and it's good, it's a three or a four, a video is a 10. Yeah. You know, oh God, in this day and age, people just want to yeah. hit play and, and absorb. Who wants to right. read? 
<laughs> it's no, true. And it's true. No I doubt. Video, no I doubt. I video all over my website now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could, there's a lot of ways you can do it. If you feel shy on camera, there are ways of not being on camera. However, I would challenge anyone listening to overcome that fear because doing just like a whiteboard video where you're not on camera or doing an explainer animated video, you're losing out on that huge benefit yeah. of that mm-hmm. no like, and trust factor of people yes. watching your videos and coming away saying, wow, I really feel like I know Mikkel a little bit, like right. yeah. from watching that. And then when they talk to you, Mikkel, they're going to be like, oh, I can't believe I'm actually talking to her. Like I've seen so many videos. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's one of those kind but of things. A nice so. personable touch for sure. Right. And in, in their weird way, they look at you as kind of a, I'm not going to use the word celebrity. That's a strong word, but they feel well, like there's a high regard you. that's, that's yeah. set in from that. It's exactly, it's, it's a win. You're an influencer at that point, at least to them. Yes. You know, influencer is a better word. Yeah. yeah. I hate that word, but you know, it's the word of the word of the year. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a way around this where I felt too like how to do this in the right way and in conjunction to it, I was thinking about how I felt like sometimes I was giving away too much of the strategy or in, in just pitching and just talking to the person initially. So one of the things I added was more of a, the add on consultancy online or on Skype and I have it on my site. Interesting. So if there is someone of Mm. potential and they're, they're not, they, I haven't got them over the, the crossing line easily enough. Then I offer them, well, Mm -hmm. look, let's sit down for an hour. I have a, a calendar and a fee and you can see it all on my website and that way they can just test the waters a little with you it's like a little bit of a test drive but you're not yeah, yeah nice you're not giving it away 100 percent. and and then it could nice be even, idea it could be even people that just need it for that only and might have an internal art department but want to talk strategy and branding uh based on what you know so I think there's there's a, f- a lot of fun ways to play with this little section of putting yourself out there and giving not yeah. not not necessarily like giving it away, but it's like showing your chops and kind of I think yeah. I've seen a lot of great examples of people who do this and not in a way like you were saying, Wes, like how we are. We're talking to our own like people on the, the podcast. But when you put a video out there that talks about to a company, right, like how to improve your mm-hmm. SEO or whatever, someone's going to be like. That's amazing. Look at what this guy's doing. He's putting it out mm-hmm. there and I could trust this person. So when they do think of someone, you might be the first one they think of thanks to that video. That's yeah, that's right. the idea. And you people know? are always and that's the the mindset people have is like, "Uh, well, I don't want to tell companies how to do it themselves because then they're just going to do it themselves." Guess what? Mm. Every yeah, the people that were that are going to do it themselves were never going to hire you anyway. Yeah. They right. were just looking to for right. how to do it. But I will tell you this much in my experience And the reason I started getting so heavy into YouTube this year is because I started doing the math that almost every client that got in touch with me said, I found you on your YouTube videos and I only had a couple. Wow. So what I think happens is, yeah, I think all that happens is like a marketing manager, someone who's in charge of a website, they're, before they're ready to hire you, they're going to do a little bit of research. They're going to like just type in YouTube, how to, what do I need in a website or something like that? And mm-hmm. if you're the one telling them, the chances of them, like, they're not going to actually do it themselves, but they're, they're information gathering. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's so, yeah. yeah. Question so for, question for idea, you, Wes. Yeah. Have you yeah. been, you've been posting it on LinkedIn a lot too. Are you getting good engagement there? 
Not yet. Okay. And I think because most of because I think I've neglected LinkedIn a lot. The only people that I I'm in contact with on there, I think, are people that have added me. Let's face it. Whenever we add anyone on LinkedIn, it's because we want to sell to them. Yeah. <laughs> for the or most the, part. Uh-huh. So like, it's yeah. never like, oh, I'm going to add you so you can come and sell to me. So no, yeah, I haven't always... done a <laughs> Yeah. But so I have a lot of developers and like. People like that. I think I think quite a few uh, people listen to the podcast have added me on there as well. But, but the, the bottom line is nobody that's going to be in that position to hire me. So that's but that's would, my own fault for not but, having. But you post the it, it obviously is a post, but it goes to the link of your YouTube site, right, with the video. So is there any way that you get to know if someone gets to you on YouTube, they came via the LinkedIn route or no? I believe. Well, if you have LinkedIn Pro, I think you can tell. Oh, but then, then that's only if it's native LinkedIn video. Um, and yeah, that. And I think strictly I'm just so speaking, curious about it, you know. Yeah, and I don't think that YouTube will tell you in the analytics of where they came from. You'll see that it was embedded somewhere else. Yeah, but you won't see where. I don't think. So, so it could um, be. It could be doing good. You mm-hmm. just don't. You just don't. Like I, 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 you might not get a lot of likes or or people commenting on the actual. LinkedIn, on LinkedIn. Post. but it doesn't mean it's right. not working. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's right. top of mind too. Someone might not have seen your work, but they've seen the post a, a few times and the consistency of it, mm-hmm. you know, it's always your mm-hmm. face sure. and it's always the deep end logo. So I think there's a, there's a unique thing there that's still engraved in people, even if they didn't watch it or comment or whatever. For so sure. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just, sure. I'm getting more and more curious and, um, uh, wondering how LinkedIn's starting to play in our field because I almost feel like a lot of, on the other platforms, I know this is a tangent, but like we're just we're just talking to other designers, and if there's truly someone that's mm-hmm. going to employ us, I feel like the chances of them being on from LinkedIn might be better because I think they're more decision makers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious. I think to you're see how right. That's doing for you. Yeah, and I'll report back on that. Cool. I kind of the only reason I ever like link put my videos on LinkedIn is because I wanted to get more. Um, visibility it's like one extra place to do it so but yeah i don't i don't have the right connections on linkedin at this point uh, then that's, to make it yeah, work i don't think that could be it so too. that's you know but it all I, adds up but i would yeah. love to just add that to this section that if anybody is thinking of saying hey i want to write a blog or make a video or whatever it's free uh, as you're blanketing it out there make sure linkedin is on that that list because it i yeah. just feel it's talking to people that will possibly pull the trigger and have the budget rather than uh you know I need you to do a logo for 50 bucks because I found you on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's and, just it, right. but, and that is why that is one reason why LinkedIn ads are much more expensive. Exactly. And we, ta- yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They're not cheap and I have not tried them yet. Um, I don't know if I ever will. Yeah. I know. I pay the, um, I pay the LinkedIn profinder fee each month oh, yeah. and I, some months are pretty active with submitting proposals. What I appreciate is that they cut it off at five. Yes. Five proposals max. So that way. Oh, I didn't know that was a feature. So they can just solicit for proposals right there. Yeah. ProFinder is kind of their their way of connecting you as a designer with people who have a particular brief or project. Um, We should have an episode about that. You're paying for it? Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yes. I, I've never, I've been on it for a while, but I've never paid for it. 
I wonder, I'm curious. And I had been on it for a while too before I Mm -hmm. started paying for it. So maybe you're in that sweet spot still. I don't know how they track it. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, it's worth maybe something looking into later. But I do believe it's, it's worthwhile because it is a chance to expose yourself and for potential clientele to expose themselves that to you that are local. True. Because, you know, there's a lot of work, you know, that we establish amongst those that are out of state. It's a good middle ground. Yeah, it's a good middle ground. If someone doesn't want to be on the fivers and the whatever, and then they're not at the top yeah. of their game just yet. And it's, I don't know, LinkedIn is just, it's trustworthy. It's a trustworthy process. So yeah. I'm happy to be a part let's, of that. Let's look into community. that. I think that would be a fun topic to explore this whole ProFinder yeah, thing. Yeah, okay? for sure. Yeah. We it's, promise it you. It seems trustworthy. However, I feel like I get nothing but spam on it. I, oh, really? I get, I I get a. Well, not true spam, but I get people adding me as a contact. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Then they immediately I get that try too. to hit me up with something. Oh. Like it's, that's yeah, kind of no, all I it do. is for me. Sure. It's all about You're going to get that nonetheless. It's all about who they, like when it says, I help brands take it to the next level. It's like, nope, that's a decline. But if they're the product designer yeah. uh, or some strategist at Nestle, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I will be your friend. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the pro, <laughs> pro finder is totally Wants different. Want free chocolate. And ProFinder will send you a very designated match based on everything you said you do as a service, and it's either local or a certain mile radius. And they're usually quite good. I get maybe one to two a day, and I haven't really responded much, but it's good to know that I send them. You know what I do? I send them off to students because I think they they, they are looking for side hustles and things to do in addition to maybe their part-time or their full-time gigs that they're getting. So huh. there's, there's a nice contact there. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to read them over too much lately, but I just think mm-hmm. it's worth us looking into. And I, I do have a good contact at LinkedIn, so maybe we can pick their brain on ProFinder. Oh, cool. That would be kind of fun. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. You're I'll such a, a good teacher, Nick. Like You're getting your your students' jobs. My, my teacher there, like all I learned was how to draw a hand and how to draw a shoe. Oh man, that was Are you that serious? was my education. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think education was... has changed so much, man. Because I'm in touch with so many other people, and they're all. It, this is just a natural now because I mean, look how easy it is to do. I, I think just being so connected now, it, it's a, it's, it's yeah. easy. But I love doing. You know, it's like it's, it's part of the game now. I love it. You know, thanks. Exactly. Though. Yeah. So um, before we move on to the next one, I just want to say a few extra things about this idea of, uh, of teaching and giving your best stuff away. It's not going to work overnight. Like, don't ever expect this mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. – it's not a Facebook ad. It's not turn it on <laughs> yeah. and start getting – it takes a lot of time and a lot of commitment, but those – the people you do get from it are going to be the best leads you'll ever get because they're already kind of – True. They already know and trust you. And they're already going to be a little indoctrinated into your way of doing business, if that makes sense. So I talk all the time on my videos about how how important strategy is to a website. So I'm never going to get a client from those that's going to want me just to make a pretty website because they've been hearing me drill it into them for so long, how important (laughs) it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say is if you're doing like blog posts or YouTube videos and all these things that are out there on the internet, make sure you kind of compile all of these on your own website as well. Don't just have them right. out yep. everywhere. Yep. So what I do is I have my, you know, my YouTube videos on the channel, but then also I repurpose those 
and I make a transcript of them That's and great. put it as a blog post on my website. So it's got the video cool. and a transcript. Cool. So it's all there too. So anyone who's coming to my website, it's all in one place. That's perfect. All right. That's cool. Yeah. So the next, the number four point is stop working with everybody. <laughs> so, yes. You know, that's it's one of the... Which is an issue that everybody knows I have. I'm same here. Aw. <laughs> yeah. You're just popular, Mikkel. That's all. So oh, gosh. just figure oh, out your ideal... That's you to cl- turn it into a comment. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> do you have a hard time saying no? Yeah, I do. And I always think to myself, this could be the account that really furthers my business. <laughs> oh. I know. Yeah, and... And not not only optimist. that business business wise, but my own my company knowledge. You know, I'm just I'm collaborating with more support staff more and more these days, and I'm just like it's becoming an addiction. I'll take it on. Let's do it. Who knows this? Let's collaborate. Let's collaborate. You know, it's yeah. Just, Collaboration yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah I love just, it. Yeah. But you, what you, the main thing to remember here is you need to always remember who your ideal client is. Um, we've talked yeah, a lot true. about this in the past. It's not everybody. Yes. It can't be everybody. You'll never really get good at any one thing if every person that comes along is your client. You know, um, So figure out who that is, and you're going to want to market just to them. So your client, when you're trying to figure it out, your ideal client should be someone that you know you can help. Um, based on what their problem is, and someone who will work within your process. Okay, that is so important because when you start getting these clients who tell you, oh no, this is the way we do it, you will go on our software, you will use our Jira or our whatever that system is. Now you have to spend time relearning stuff and it throws your whole process out of whack. Do you guys agree mm-hmm. with that? Is that ever yeah, happened? because yeah, because then you're taking steps backwards and not being as I think proactive and efficient as maybe you have built yourself to be, right? Right. You know, like you're, like, it, so you're saying if the, if it's too much of a um a uh I guess a reverse with a new client, it's mm-hmm. not worth it. Right. Like if I had so you know we talked about that whole base camp method that mm-hmm. I use now. And it's, it works so well and it keeps projects so on track. But if I were to get a client who in a phone call, I explained that to them. They said, no, we're not going to do, that's not how we do it. We're going to, you're going to be talking with this person um, every day and, you know, reporting to them every day. I would just say, sorry, mm-hmm. no, like that's not, we, we've worked out a process that works and no res- disrespect to you and your company. But do you know how to make a website or is yeah. that what you're hiring us for? Yeah. And you're this not is the a- process that works. Right. And you're you not know? asking them to like bend 1000% to your ways. It's just that if they are starting the conversation off with that much kind of uh, control, I think it's a, it's a sign that maybe that this yeah. isn't the right fit. And it's not good for you in the future. I think too, if you mm-hmm. are thinking positively about getting better and bigger clients, this, yeah. these are, these are a qualification list. And we had that great episode about qualification and I love the tips from there because I use it all the time and I've made my own version of that, but you're right. Mm-hmm. I think, I think if, if, if you are changing too much and it, it, it disrupts your process, I had somebody who didn't want to go through the whole discovery 
uh, for branding mm. with them, and they were mm -hmm. so we're still in it, and they were very much like, um, yeah, man, can we just can we just see what you think it should be, as far as the brand? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, we don't shoot in the dark here. We don't just throw stuff on the, you know, we have a process and it's work. So maybe I should that should have been enough of yeah. a sign for me. But um, right. this idea of I mean, like, think it. Th Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, think about if you had like a, a kitchen remodel you had to have done and you had them and they told you how they're going to do it. And you said, no, that's not how I do it. Like, I want you guys to come in in the middle of the night. Yeah. And like, and I want you to bring in everything through the window. Like, no, that's let the let the experts do it how they've done it. Like, they know how to do it right. That's so And annoying. you should. Yeah. Like, once you've got your process and you know it works. Don't deviate from it because your clients don't know what they don't know. And they don't know yeah, that, right. you know, if they're going to just want to do it piecemeal, like, oh, great instance. If, if my client said, I'm not going to do base camp, I prefer to communicate over email. That would be a huge problem because now we're going back to the old way, which did not work at all, which is all these errant emails that I have to, you know, kind mm -hmm. of lasso in from all these different places versus on Basecamp, everything is exactly where it needs to be. You can see all communication. It yeah. takes them five minutes to learn this new system and it's, it keeps everything on track and I like things on track. Well, that's, that's profitability and that's higher rates yeah. because you've done the homework and you've, you've set your business up to be optimal to any new client. So like, I think how you relate it to raising your rates is if you keep, adding and taking clients like this, you'll never, you'll never increase it. You yeah. know, you'll never get better and, and get to that point. So I think this is a, it's a, it's an interesting point in this topic, but it's so relevant. Uh, Cause I think we're yeah. all in that yeah. zone and, and man, I know it's like, I'll, I'm saying yes to stuff that I know I should probably be weed out. But a lot of times it's like, you're just so uh, like, Oh, I could squeeze it in. I could do it. But then Five mm -hmm. minutes later, you're complaining about I don't have the work-life balance thing right now because I've taken right. on so many of these things that I probably should have yeah. said no to. And guess what? I could be making more money and increasing rates on the clients that do value what I'm bringing. Yep. You know? Which brings me to step five, which is no more work-life balance, <laughs> only work. <laughs> yeah, that's Stop at living life. I know, man. Wow. No, that wouldn't be it. I would I, never I, suggest I, such a thing. It, but, but it's um, so true. You know, it's like, it, it, that, that would it's be a true. reason. I think in a lot of research I was looking up on this point or this topic is they were saying that a, a reason to raise your rates is if your work-life balance is completely off, right? And you're, yeah. you can't go yeah. on that trip or you can't do this because you're yeah. so stuck behind your desk. It's like, well, guess right. what? Then you... So obviously the demand is there. That's yeah. not in question. Exactly. Time to, yeah. time to up your rates. Yeah, that's a good, good gauge. Mm -hmm. And if, and again, like not to belabor the point, but whenever you raise your rate, yeah, you're kicking some people on the bottom out, but you're also opening up to a few people true. on the top that are now going to consider you because you're suddenly in their ball game. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and to a, be lot, taken a lot seriously. of people are believers of you get what you pay for, which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely, and especially when when companies have money, you know, not every company. It wants to spend under a thousand dollars for a website. Some companies spend six figures on a website, and I'm not just talking Coca-Cola. Like some, yeah. <laughs> you know, some normal sized companies will spend a hundred thousand dollars on their website. So it's not unusual. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so last point here, and this one I think is going to maybe be the most controversial, um, but I happen to believe in it, and I've just, I've just started this, and it is talk about price on your website. Um, so this before makes so I ask many you, people uncomfortable. Yeah, well, before I ask you guys your opinion, I'll just kind of <laughs> say what I've done. Um, so basically, here's why I did it. You know, 82% of people are not going to want to talk to anyone, you or a salesperson of any kind, before they're ready to buy. However, almost everybody um, is interested in price. Even the ones who have big budgets, it's not that they have no budget at all. Money is no issue. They still want to know what the price is. So what I've found is that by putting, and by, by the way, I don't mean put your I charge this dollar amount for this kind of website and this one for this one. No, you don't have to put actual prices on your website. What I do is I kind of disqualify people by putting what my ballpark pricing is. So I'll say, you know, the typical website costs, you know, between 10 and $20,000, but the sweet spot is between 12 and 16,000. So you can probably you can probably do the math that your website will be between twelve and sixteen thousand dollars. Can't tell you more than that till we talk. What this does is it gets rid of so much. I hate to use the word riffraff, but so much riffraff that was going to schedule a consultation. That when I tell them the price, they're not only like, "Whoa, that's too much," but then they start being um, defensive, asking, "Why? What makes you think you're worth that much?" And now I have to be on the phone mm-hmm. with someone defending my prices. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that anymore. That's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. So what this does, yeah, it does result in fewer phone calls. And I'm perfectly happy with that because yeah. the people that I do talk to, I know that they're pre-qualified in terms of price. What do you guys think about this? I battle with it. Would you I do applaud. it? Do you do it? I applaud it, but I, w- I wouldn't do it for myself. For my business on a personal level, no. Okay. Why and why wouldn't you? I'm just curious because, to the other side of it. Probably what I was because, thinking before. Because, and I've mentioned this before, but my rate is dependent on the organization. I'm not going to okay. bill the same hourly rate for a nonprofit or a startup as I do Amazon. Okay. And I think you're right. There's, there's obviously a difference between who your end audience is and the, the scope of their their business, right? How big they yeah, are. I, yeah. And uh, that's, it's a valid way of pricing for sure. Um, it's not how I price. Um, I de- pretty much price based on the effort that's going to need to be there. Um, so even if it's a smaller company, I'm not giving them Oh, a I'm not saying, I'm not yeah. arguing that I don't bill based on the effort. I just oh, I know, know you do to too. up, yeah. up up my game if sure. I'm working with a, f- a Fortune 500 organization. I, sure. Yeah, my 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 the differences between my projects if you if you line them up as far as scope of work, there's n- mm-hmm. barely ever two alike, right? So like even a ballpark to me uh, puts me in a in a rut where I I wouldn't even talk pricing until I have a good list of what ex- what their their scope of work will be. So I do have my minimums uh-huh. and I have my qualifications that I know what they are. I think one thing, maybe here's, here's my take on it and see what you guys think. I want the impression of my site and my offerings and everything on that they would find me on 
to almost pre-qualify and look at, I want to show that perception that I'm not a person you would come to for just this one-off logo. It's much broader and bigger than that. And it's in our copy, but like, I, I want to make sure that that has helped us maybe weed out those people that do kind of come and say, uh, I just need this and I have an idea, so it shouldn't be a lot of money. Can you do this? That still happens. Right. I still get that. I don't think you can completely clear that from your uh, response, but uh, I just, I don't know. I would be putting myself into in too much of a, a promise of something, even if I gave Paul, ballpark figures on my site. Okay. Yeah, every that makes sense. If, if you're all over the map, then that's definitely something that would be hard to pinpoint. Um, for yeah. me, most of my work falls into a, um, and I've designed it this way. Like this is, yes. I'm no longer doing e-commerce websites because they're a pain in the ass that I can't oh, do there anymore. Oh, there's such mm-hmm. a cluster. Oh I can't do those anymore. Like they just, they sit on your plate for entirely too long. So I've got a kind oh, of website that I do. Yeah. But I, I, and I just, all I say, yeah, I say it starts at 10,000, nothing below that, mm-hmm. but most are quoted between 12 and 16. It can go up from there. I do say that it can go up from there depending on what your requirements are. But most of the websites that we work on will fit into this. There you go. Okay. You know, that's kind of, and what you're talking about, I think there is still a, a way of doing this by just kind of talking about minimums. Yes. You know? Um, yes. And it's, and it may not be necessary. Like if you don't have a lot of time waster phone calls, then you're you may okay, never yeah. have to do it. Yeah. Um, having said that, people do like to, people are going to want to research prices a little bit. And if they can't find anything, like and a lot of people will do the thing of saying, oh, I, I'm going to get their email address by uh, having them get a quote because they're going to be so interested in getting a quote for me that they're going to fill out this form. People don't generally do that. Correct. So that's why I just prefer to put it out there. If it falls in line with you, great. Let's talk. If not, move it along. Yeah. If not, Times. there's just not a waste of time. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's like, you know, I was trying to think of a way to maybe incorporate this. And like, is there a way to do this? And then I was looking at the last few projects and like, even with any new branding that I do, there's always execution after it that that's where it goes beyond where it's different. So one, one pl- yeah, one place might say, Hey, we have five SKUs and we're going to need five packaging done under this new branding. And, and then the other one's like, we have 70 tube things and we also need, yeah. uh, in-store displays and we're doing, uh, a lookbook and all that. So all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> there's no way to even say it. So one of the few things I thought of that might work is, I want my copy or maybe I should even add like more of like a frequently asked question area. I think that might be a smart way to say. Yeah. And, and or make, a, go ahead. Yo, yeah. Like a um, FAQ or what I have now is a, um, are we a good fit? Th- there page. you go. I love that. You and, know, and which is totally. Yeah. Some of the questions I was thinking of saying is like, you know, one, uh, we're, I want me, I want to make sure maybe throw out a few ball- ballpark for five of the typical, maybe three of the typical, project scopes that we do that are maybe a full-blown branding piece and give them yeah. some idea of where that would be. Uh, explain that uh, we're not the place if you're looking for something cheap and kind of like, you know, um, quick, you know, a quick turnaround and you need something tomorrow. I don't want to be that person. Um, yeah. And then we don't compete on price. I think that's a huge thing to say that I'm like, I'm sorry, that's just not what we're here for. And I've never had to. 
So why, right. do, you know what I mean? Um, and then also end it with something that you're connecting why they're paying more is because of better results and like really push the fact that it's all for their benefit, you know? And maybe that, yeah, that might be a way to do it because it's talking costs and it's kind of putting some, some feelers out there. Um, but without putting numbers. Sure. And yeah. yeah. Scares and I, I appreciate that example you just gave with respect to SKUs and how things can shift once mm-hmm. the, you know, oh, yeah. the brand deliverable pieces have been sought. Yeah. Um, I can relate with that, um, with respect to tons of stationary items and print media thereafter that yeah. want to be, bun- that want to be bundled in. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gives me a good idea. Like, I think if you're, you know, what if Nick, you were to do something like, I'm not saying you have to, but it would be kind of a workaround. Yeah. Would basically be, what if you could take three recent projects? Mm-hmm. One's a small, you consider a very small project. One's kind of your typical middle of the road. One was a high end. And you made three little case studies. Could be video, could be three little, you know, columns outlining what this project is, what the deliverables were and how much that one was. Yeah. So you're not saying this is how much yours is. You're going to say, if you're kind of like this Here are project, two, here's three examples. Yeah. This might be what you could expect ish, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's smart. And then say any further application or whatever is obviously a much bigger conversation, but we want to just give you an right. idea of what the ballpoint would be. Yeah. I think people just are looking for ballparks. They're not yeah. generally looking for a quote when they're in that phase. But if you're, if they're looking to spend a thousand dollars and you're telling them 20, now you're out. But exactly. if you say, you know, 1200, now they're listening. Yep. You know, and, and you're right. I think in a lot of ways, the advantage of this, this point for the topic of this conversation is the fact that you've, you've established some kind of a starting point. So when you do talk to this person, Hopefully you are in a different range of fees than you would have if you didn't say this. You see what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. that, so I guess that's the yeah. advantage of why to do this because it's true. Yeah, you you might just eliminate those those folks, but the conversation you do have, you're close because they've already seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've shown them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you're explaining why you're worth it, that this is an investment, not so much of a cost. Yeah, important how you phrase it. My, my only fear would be I, I've had those rare occasions where you get that opportunity to work with a, a super big company and their budgets are just crazy. And I, 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 if I had that on my site, could that ruin my chances of getting, uh, you know, it's almost like blowing the, 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 the chance of getting a big budget one time with a big client. If sure. That, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I let, I let a big client kind of do the talking with price before I even mentioned anything. And I was so like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if anything was on my site, it would have been like, whoa, uh, you know, so yeah, I don't know. It's like, that's why I'm so kind of weary of doing it a little bit. I, I'll, f- I'll figure something out. <laughs> and I can see that side of it. If, if that's the reality of how you, how you, how pricing will factor in, mm-hmm. then you're absolutely right. Um, for me, I tend to not, think about my, like, I, I know my sweet spot of customer and I know it's not Pepsi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know who it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I know that it's a company that makes one to 10 million a year, not a fortune 500 mm-hmm. company. So I can do this, you know? Um, and that's, I guess another, you know, it's topic for another day, but that's all yeah. about 
just having that kind of niche, I guess. I like what you but, said um, too about having that site or that part on your page that says just, are we a good fit? And I was reading yeah. a really good article that kind of talked about that too. And I, I gotta, I gotta start changing. Cause I think also too, that's, it sounds so conversational when you have a, when you have something like that on your site that just humanizes uh, your, your, oh, te- you sure. and your team. Yeah. Right. I love that language mm-hmm. like that by and large. Absolutely. It's, around it's at at the same table talking yeah. with one another yeah yeah and that's that's how your copy should always be on your site mm-hmm. too it should always be kind of, it should never it be laden with jargon and you know it should always be like you're talking to a friend or one person and, i yeah. i believe in that and, and sure. i'm even I'm, i've been for the last few weeks working on revamping the whole agreement and contract thing and i'm taking that approach deliberately that it's it's definitely got the legal terms in there but i'm making it more of a pitch it's a it's it becomes more pages but the beautiful thing is each page is is a a topic and i've branded it and it's not just fine print it it's more welcoming to read and i'm putting headlines in it that are much more uh like we were saying friendly human conversational and it's just a way of I just want to up that game too, because you know, we know it too. When we are working with someone and you get a contract or whatever, and it's just, it looks like a legal fee term, you know, if right from a lawyer's office, I, uh, I don't like that, you know? So nope. I want to, I want to pay, I want to charge more. So I want to, I, I think it, all these things become a way of improving your chances of getting better pay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So That was our topic, and we have a listener question in a minute, but first we have to talk a little FreshBooks. Ah, FreshBooks. How do we love thee? (laughs) They're such a breath of of fresh air, no pun intended. Um, You know, they've been, they basically, they make it so easy for us as designers to get get our invoices out so that we can get our money in and move on with the fun stuff, which is the designing and the client work and all that. What we don't want to do is spend time you know, on invoices, it's boring. That's for accountants. But the Canadians at FreshBooks have figured it out. So, and it's very quick and easy. I can attest to that. You can get, you can get an invoice out the door in 30 seconds, and they look really great. You know, they're branded. They've got your yeah, colors. they're polished. They're yeah. polished. They make you look like the pro that you pretend to be. And you have so many choices. You have design choices now. I love it. For your invoice, yeah. you can, there's like so many, there's like different templates that customize to your look and your logo colors. Fantastic. Perfect. So in literally two clicks, you can set yourself up with FreshBooks online payments and get paid. Uh, 60% of invoices are paid within one day. Can you imagine such a thing? Uh, FreshBooks <laughs> imagined it and they made it happen. That's why we love them. Um, you know, what, what can we say about them? We haven't said already. Do it. Get it. You'll love it. You'll not know how you ever lived without it. I promise you that. So <laughs> no, I I absolutely agree with that statement. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I we don't been know using how I got by years. without them before. I yeah. don't. I that was I was spending way too many hours with administrative tasking altogether before these guys. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to send yeah. a PayPal link? You're going to send a PayPal link where it's, it just looks shady. It looks like you're, you know. Yeah. In know, your mom's like, basement. I, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not what you do when you're running a business. It's certainly not what you do when you're trying to get trying to raise your, raise rates, your rates, like exactly. we've been talking about. So, exactly, they got great support. We know that. But here's the thing, guys: thirty day unrestricted free trial. Go to freshbooks.com/deeplygraphic 
and enter deeply graphic design in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Once again, to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, so today's question, um, surprise! it's already been retracted, so it's a little controversial, but it's a cool question. It's a great question that I want to talk about anyway. Go for it. This kind of speaks to a bigger point. So this comes from Crystal. Thank you for sending it in, Crystal. So um, it's it's a long email. The first, but the first sentence is: My question is, at what point do you stop taking the client's thoughts and ideas into consideration? So then she goes on to she's doing a little ranting. She her language gets a little zesty as it goes forward. <laughs> and then she sent me an email the next day saying sorry about all that. I figured it out. Oh. So sorry to put you on the spot, Crystal, to read it anyway. We're not going to get into the whole thing, but basically it's the client was just changing everything and making everything suck and making everything ugly. Um, so at what point do you stop do you stop order taking, basically? We talked about this earlier, and stop taking their thoughts and ideas into consideration. And I thought, what a great question, because you never really do. And you never really can. Um, however, you can certainly educate your client around these horrible choices. And that's your job to do that. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to kind of either deliver what they, what they are agreeable to, whether that's you talking them into your way of doing things, or if they never come around and they want their horrible, ugly piece of crap that you end up designing for them, that's their prerogative, or it's your prerogative to cut and run. What do you guys think? Yeah, you have the choice. If you have an existing client that you cannot break free of it, then it's kind of your decision to stay with it or drop them. And then Mm -hmm. on the flip side, Mm -hmm. you just got to be proactive Mm -hmm. and don't start a new relationship in that manner. I think we talked a yeah. lot about it in this episode, right? Like this whole idea, don't be yeah. an order taker. So it's up, right. you, you start fresh with someone new and guess what? Maybe in a month or two, you're like, hey, I don't need that client that is the order taker. Right. I'm the order taker. What you do you think? You have a real chance to assess after you've established business relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Absolutely. really your choice. And I think then how you condition them later down the road to make sure you'll be surprised, man. I, I think if you start fresh with someone, um, it might be a little bit of a hurdle, but once you've proven yourself, I think they're gonna they're gonna latch on to your ideas and love the fact mm-hmm. that you're bringing it. And if they don't, I think sometimes they're too precious of a maybe a business owner or or a person to to uh, agree with that someone else has a great idea. Sure, I find and that that's a lot, the thing. Man. You're yeah, and you're never gonna just like clobber someone over the head into respecting your design choices. That has to come, you know. It comes from the very first time they encounter you, whether that's on a YouTube video or on your website. If your website just shows all the pretty pictures you've made for people, then they're not going to think of you as an expert in the marketing side or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Mm -hmm. It all hinges on how you, um, you know, position yourself to them from the very beginning. So if you're a brand new designer just out of school and they know that, of course, they're probably not going to have a whole lot of respect for your choices um, because they're going to think they're, they're going to think that their opinion is just as valid, 
when they stop thinking that is when they think, okay, no, no, she's an expert at this. She's not just, you know, someone right out of school. She knows her shit because she's done this before. She's, you know, made this much money for other clients. We trust her. So you're going to have to show case studies. Show your worth is basically what we're saying. And I'm not saying you haven't done that already, Crystal. Um, I don't know your exact situation, but yeah, it's it's all about your how you position yourself from the very beginning of the project. Yep. So right? how you set the yeah, tone, that's really. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Make them respect you, they will respect you. Mm-hmm. But you have to earn that and you have to let them know why why they should. So sorry, sorry, Crystal, that we um had to answer that anyway. Just thought it was too good to pass up. So And it um, works well with what we're talking about yeah. today. It's just an interesting question. So anyway, um, keep sending in those questions, guys. We are actually kind of running low on them. So um, send those questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com. Um, we have had some people lately leaving questions kind of in the comments of our episodes or on Facebook. You know, we can possibly get to those, but let's make it easy on us, won't you please, so we can have them all in one place. <laughs> And just send them to questions at thedeependdesign.com. We'll love you for that. Um, and we love the audio questions. And what else we love? Five-star reviews, baby. <laughs> so Keep them coming. If you haven't done one of those for us yet and you love the show, please do. It's the way we, um, it's the way we get found by new earballs of new people that want to listen. It's how we grow. It's how we can keep helping. So anything you guys would like to add before we head off for the weekend? Man, I think that's it. We cover some good stuff. Cover and a, a great question. Yeah, that was a great yeah. episode. I love the roundtable with all those five tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll do more uh, top five lists in the future. How about that? <laughs> well, with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. Mm-hmm.